0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's Community Access Media Organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. At this moment, we've got on the line none other than uh, Guru Sharma. Very good morning, Guru.
1: Good morning, Brian. Thank you for having me on your show again.
0: Oh, it's good to have um, you.
1: Yeah, how's, how's your week been?
0: It's not been too bad, actually. It uh, could have been a lot worse, but there's all sorts of bad news overseas with the Ukraine and Russian fighting and that sort of thing. And it is affecting quite a few people in New Zealand didn't realise there were so many Ukrainians living in New Zealand.
1: Well, no, that's right. And, uh, you know, uh, New Zealand government, along with all our other allies, have uh, strongly condemned uh, what's been happening in Ukraine.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, uh, you know, uh, as you know, government has also... Uh, put on a travel ban. Yes. As well as any uh, embargo on um, any supply of weapons uh, to uh, Russia. Fair enough. Um, and, and we're looking at you know what other countries are doing uh, to put a comprehensive plan together.
0: Oh, well, that's really good. It's, uh, yes, it's a nasty piece there. And uh, of course, uh, coming back to home again, there's been a protests down in Wellington. And I think they're still there, are they? <coughs>
1: Yes, they are, I guess. Uh, but interestingly, um, I mean, they've been there for quite a long time, but, yep. uh, you know, we've been saying for a long time they've been here and they need to go home now. Yep. Um uh, but also now, um, parliament is going to be sitting in a hybrid model.
0: Oh, so, yes. So as you
1: may know, re- recall last year, I think, um, there was a bit of a issue with, um, you know, some of the parties or uh, the leader of the opposition at that point, uh, not wanting to do, uh, you know parliamentary sessions over uh, on on Zoom or online yep. but uh, with with the change in leadership on their side, at least I guess they've now agreed uh, to do it on a hybrid uh, sort of system, so uh-huh. it means that most of the MPs will actually be working from their electorates and and, and a lot of the stuff in Parliament will actually be conducted online.
0: All right, okay. Listen. So which also means for
1: protesters there's not going to be anybody in Wellington.
0: <laughs> Fair enough too. Okay, well that's interesting to know. The uh, border's been relaxed and of course people are flying in today from Australia, I gather.
1: That's right. And, you know, um, it is definitely a big milestone, given uh, yeah. how long we have had our uh, borders closed. Uh, but also, I guess, important to remind ourselves the reason for this border closure. Um, you know, it, it's helped save a lot of lives. Uh, and now because, you know, there, is, there are a lot of Omicron cases, it just makes sense um, that the border has opened up uh, and it'll be good to see, I guess, families um, reuniting uh, with each other as well. But also, again, important to read, right, that, uh, you know, we still have a long way to go and everyone must still do the things that we've been doing, washing your hands, using yeah. the QR code to scan it, and, uh, you know, make sure you've got your vaccines and your boosters. Uh, all those things are very important.
0: They are very much so. And uh, I think uh, if you uh, don't do these things, of course, you're being a bit irresponsible to your neighbour. That's my way of thinking anyway. Um, then right. We've also got a need for overseas material, letting shipping in, and that's a big thing, isn't it?
1: That's right. And, you know, in, in some ways, that's actually been going on quite well. And I still remember in 2020 when, you know, the pandemic uh, was just starting, um, you know, the the foreign affairs and trade minister, um, Damien and Nanaya uh, and even David Saka, like everyone was uh, quite involved in making sure that the supply lines are still open
0: uh, oh, yes. across
1: the board. Yep. And, and you know, all the other countries have similar interests as well. Uh, so that's actually gone quite well as you can see. Most of the things are still available on time.
0: Fair enough, too. Well, there's a lot of tasks to be uh, looked at, I guess, and the government's going to be pretty busy. Uh, You're not going down to Wellington, uh, then? I take it from what you've just said.
1: No, so only people who are going to be in Wellington are, I think, a couple of ministers today and uh, MPs from Wellington themselves. Yep. And then all the other MPs uh, from all the parties, my understanding is, will be working from their electorates.
0: Right. Now, the COVID one, of course, we're getting some high peaks, but I think that's just uh, uh, something that's happened everywhere. And uh, as long as people are vaccinated and uh, given their boosters, they should get through this okay. But uh, I I feel very much for people that haven't had it deliberately because they could end up very ill. Uh, Well, yes, definitely. You
1: know, for people who haven't had the vaccine, I mean, there's still time and you can get it. Yeah, uh, and you, as you know, you know, Omicron cases are just increasing, and there's over what fifty thousand people now sure. uh, who have active cases in the community, uh, and the numbers are predicted to be rise even further. So we're not going to see the um, peak until mid March, right? Uh, and I guess one of the most important things to remind ourselves is to make sure that you know you've got enough supplies at home, that you have a plan around how you're going to isolate, yes, um, as well. And now that we're in phase three, uh, obviously, you know, a few things have changed. So there's no longer uh, you know close contact and um Casual contacts, now there are household contact. Yes. Um, and a lot of it is to do just with, you know, with the workforce to make sure, you know, things are still going because a lot of people uh, have been sick. So, uh, in my office as well, you know, we've had a couple of people who've um, had to be tested, and came back negative. But, you know, it just means that until the results come back, people are all um, waiting as well. Yep. Um, and one of the biggest, I guess, um, sector that's been affected by it is education.
0: Yes, and, yes. And
1: I say this because I've had quite a few uh, parents contact me uh, regarding, you know, their kids being either positive or being the contact at school. Um, and uh, there were two issues. One was around long queues at the CBAC testing stations. Yes. Uh, especially around, you know, Greenwood um, Street. And there were also questions around why it was moved from Claude to Greenwood Street. Oh, right. Uh, and then there were issues also from people who live around Greenwood Street because they were saying they're having trouble getting into the driveways because of how long the lines are.
0: Oh, gosh.
1: So um, for that, what I've done is I've actually uh, caught up with the DHB. So I caught up with the CEO Kevin Kevin Yep. And we've been talking about, you know, uh, what things um, can be done to improve the situation. Um, so the first thing is obviously, you know, uh, around Cloudlands, uh, so the Cloudlands one, actually the council wanted the property back, you know, they're doing some remedial work on it. Yep. So it wasn't the DHB's decision to move to Greenwood Street. Um, secondly, you know, now with uh, rapid antigen testing uh, being quite widely available and from this week, my understanding is, you know, you're going to see uh, it being available a lot more, you know, from general practices to, um, you know, a lot of businesses and offices will, will be getting that too. So we'll make it a lot easier and we'll cut down the lines there as well. well Good right. um, The third, the third thing we've talked about with the DHB is to see if we can get uh, possibly a, a special line or even a different center um you know for for children yes. but it's quite hard to sit you know with little kids for three to four hours or six hours in a car so they are having a look at that mm. uh, but i think with rats now available uh, more widely you will see a, a rapid decline uh in in the long queues and lastly my point to the dhp was that you know in especially in the weekend we need to have more centers available because all the medical practices are closed Yes. Um and we've only had Greenwood Center, so sorry Greenwood Street, um, so you know, uh, founders has been closed as well on yes. the weekend. Yes. Um so they they are having a look at that and it was you know, kind of them to actually take some of that feedback on board so we'll see how far they go with that. The second issue related to the same is, you know, I've had parents contact me about their kids um, you know, education. Yes. Um, some parents are worried that the the kids have only gone to school for a few days and then ended up back at home. Um so what I did is uh, in the last Um, two weeks or so, I've actually gone and seen Fraser High School, Road Street School, Melville Intermediate, and Melville High School. And I was caught up with all principals there as well. And the important thing there is, uh, you know, all the schools, obviously, you know, it's important to remind ourselves that behind the school, um, you know, there are actually people. uh, And, you know, they have their own kids as well who are getting sick or, you know, the teachers are getting sick. So they have to have quite a comprehensive plan on how to manage this. Yes. So most of the schools now have a hybrid model, um, which means, for example, at uh, Fraser High School, when I was talking to Principal uh, Virginia Crawford, uh, was that uh, for two days kids come to school, everyone, all the kids. Yep. And then on Wednesday, for example, they'll do sports or music or choir, choir or something, you know, uh, yep. so one of the social sort of things, socially distanced, but still being able to do it. And then on Thursday and Friday, they learn from home. So there's quite a bit of right. uh, emphasis on remote learning. Yep. Uh, but it's really good in some ways because, you know, if you look at what's going to happen 10 years from now or 20 years from now, you know, I, I can only imagine that, you know, the, the work from home situation is only going to uh, be more of it. Yeah. So it's important that, you know, our kids are learning in that environment as well and they know how to use uh, computers and they know how to work from home. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the school is talking about, all the schools have distributed quite a few uh, laptops and Chromebooks all for free. Yep, uh, which is which is really helped. Uh, and then you know, obviously, there are parents who, who are not going to be able to stay at home and look after their kids because they've got their own work. So in those situations, the schools also um, getting the kids to come in and they can spend time in the library and still attend their own class cohort through remote learning.
0: Okay. So, so all the
1: schools. So oh. yeah, so all the schools are sort of working on that. So you know, just want to reassure everyone that 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 is um, you know there is a plan across the board. And also now there are uh, rapid edition teachings which are available for teachers as well ah. uh, for the same reason, yep. so people you know so the schools know whether the teachers are able to come in or not come in um so yeah, so a lot of work going on around that um if you don't mind, I'm just going to mention another thing uh which is sort of uh been um you know important thing going on in the community at the moment is you might have heard of uh the changes going on in Melbourne around schooling
0: oh yes, yes, yes,
1: yeah, so uh you know uh a few months ago um the minister announced that um melville intermediate and melville high school um will close down and there will be a new school put in place at the same site but with a new name so you Uh know there's a lot of confusion around what does that mean and why why was this done so just to give you a bit of an idea so in 2018 four years ago both the schools melville intermediate and melville high school themselves approached the minister of education yes and they wanted actually uh, to figure out a way to reorganise the schooling system there. So both the schools in some way wanted an amalgamation or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: obviously, you know, Noble Mel- Intermediate want, wanted, I guess, to take over high school. High school wanted to take over intermediate school. So that yep. was, uh, I guess, the only difference of opinion. But for four years, they've been working together with the Minister of Education and the Ministry of Education. Um, after a lot of consultation, um, you know, from both the schools and with the Nazi Vaidhadi, um, the decision was that the schools um, will 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 be abolished in a way, but there'll be a new school put on the same site. Um, so important things to remember are, you know, it's not going to happen like tomorrow. No. It's, it's going to take its time. Yeah. And until the new school is put up, um, the old schools will still be going. Because the new school is at the same site. What's going to happen is, you know, kids are still going to be learning, but they'll be slowly removing some of the classrooms and putting new blocks and new, you know, classrooms there. And that's quite important to understand as well, because some of these classrooms, you know, when I was talking to uh, Principal Cook and Principal Hemel, um, some of these classrooms were built 40, 50 years ago.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, they're not fit for teaching. So it will be really good to see that investment coming into, yeah. um, you know, Southwest Hamilton as well.
0: They could even have, so, a, have asbestos and uh, that sort of stuff, couldn't they? Yes. Well,
1: yeah. yeah, I think I think most of the asbestos was removed oh, earlier right. on. Okay. Uh, but, you know, just just a learning environment and the way of teaching is done these days, you know, they hmm. can't fit in, you know, projective, they can't do that uh, innovating learning environment stuff in there. So... Uh, So the new school will be built at the same site, you know, so they're going to start building while the old schools are still going. Quite important to remember. Yep. Uh, And it'll be on the same site. That's quite important because a lot of people thought, you know, it might move to Peacocks or somewhere else. Uh, But it also means that, you know, when, when Peacocks is built, those kids will be coming to Melville as well. So the only thing that's changed is, uh, it'll be the school at the same site will be one school from year seven to year 13, but it will have a a different name. And that's what, um, Nati Wideri and the Melville Intermediate wanted. Um, so, you know, I've heard from both sides. Obviously, you know, people are positive and excited about the investment uh, that's going to go into these schools. Great. I know some people are a bit um, apprehensive or anxious uh, about the changes, especially the transition phase. Uh, and then there are people, you know, who are alumni who might think, you know, the name of school changing means people have an, have an emotional connection to it. Mm. Uh, but there's a lot of consultation that's gone on into it for the last four years as well.
0: Well, that's really good, and um, thank you for bringing that up to uh, date on that one. I think our time's run out, uh, unfortunately, and got to get ready for the RNZ News next and that sort of thing. But thank you very much for coming on uh, this morning, Gaurav, and uh, we look forward to talking to you in two weeks' time.
1: Thank you, Brian. And final thing I'm going to say is the 12 constituent clinics I'm doing this month, the next four weeks I'm in 12 constituent clinics uh, in different neighbourhoods, Yep, uh, it's all on the Facebook. Uh, there are flyers we've distributed. It's also in the newspaper. So come and see me if you've got any issues you want to talk about.
0: Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/slash FreeFM89 to find out more.